Welcome to a talk from St. Saviour Sunbury. We hope it blesses you. Um, since the tradition, while we've been doing all these services um, about identity, that everyone's started speaking from their own testimony. So really what I'm going to say is part of my testimony. And one of the things I wanted to say was, I've noticed almost everyone who's got up here and started giving their testimony has that ability to refer to some point either in their teenage years or when they've been an adult, when they've come to the conclusion that they need to, uh, that they, they turn to Christ. I sometimes get a little bit jealous because I can't remember a point in my life. I don't remember a point when I don't, didn't believe. So um, I think I've questioned things and I think a lot of people say, well, you couldn't have questioned what you were taught. Um, I think that's far from the truth and I can go back to when I was five or six and I've said this before I had a teacher who was my Sunday school teacher and my teacher in school and they were talking about the evolution of man or the creation of man and so as you can see already they were telling me one thing in school and one thing at church and I couldn't abide that because as soon as I asked them a question they tried to fob it off they tried to give me a very simple childish answer so one of the things I've understood is if children actually ask you a serious question then they deserve a serious answer and I think all too often we try and fob children off and I know there are kids in this church I know my own kids have asked really serious questions and I'm glad to say because of the churches we've been in people have given them serious answers so just wanted to pick up one or two things um, out of um, my life and it really came out of something that Rose said when she was talking on identity and the two points really um, was an identity in busyness which I think is something that all men can relate to and when we were starting to talk about it in the middle of the week uh, Rick said oh we're going to change everything we're going to do and we're going to look at the masculine heart of God um, and I started looking up and thinking, well, what is the masculine heart of God? And one of the things it did talk about was men tend to want to be busy and doing things. They want to lead. They want to take control. And it went on then to talk about actually becoming much more vulnerable. And I think that's one of the things I've been learning with men's ministry has become more vulnerable. Um, and the other thing that Rose said is that as a Christian, people tend to drift away from God. They don't make a a decision, I don't believe in this anymore. They just drift away and suddenly find they don't believe things or church is irrelevant to them. Um, so that's where I want to start. It's about 40 years ago, um, as a young person I'd grown up in and didn't go to church, I went to a thing called Crusaders, which is a Christian youth group that met, it's now called Urban Saints, and meets on mainly on a Sunday afternoon. Um, that's the main time, although the class I was at, we had Bible studies every Friday evening, games evenings and things. So I started doing that when I was six. And by the time I got to 18, um, they asked if I'd become a leader. So I thought, yes, I'm fully committed to this. But I also thought the main aim of Crusaders was to bring people into the church and that was what I wasn't doing. I was having a perfectly good Christian. I've had plenty of Christian friends, lots of Christian friends at school. I was lucky. Um, and I thought, well, I really do need to think about joining church. I'd gone 
to churches with friends. It wasn't that I never attended them, but I didn't had committed to one. And I decided, along with my girlfriend, we were going to commit to the church opposite where she lived. And we started going along. It was a small church. The first time I went into a service, um, it probably was 20 people. And apart from the curate, who was in his 30s, the next people were probably 40 years older than me. They were all retired people. Um, but they made us feel really welcome. And to cut a long story short, very rapidly it grew. And I got asked to take over doing the youth work. So every Sunday morning, I'd be taking the younger youth out. I'd be at some point one evening in the week. I can't remember which evening it was. I ran a games evening. And then on the Sunday evening after the evening service, the older youth group met. And I was one of the leaders of that as well. So, and in between that, I was still doing Crusaders on a Friday evening and a Sunday. So my life was just filled around doing things and speaking about Christ and trying to bring young people to Christ. That was what my life was. About four or five years having joined the church and being at the centre of it, um, my wife Joy and I got married and we moved away. She was studying fine art at Kingston Polytechnic, as it was then. We bought a flat in Twickenham, and we left a church where we were loved, we knew everyone, and were totally involved in. And that's when the problem started, because we couldn't find another church. Every church we went to, and we went to St. Stephen's, we went to Holy Trinity Richmond, um, St. Mary's in Twickenham, Holy Trinity in Twickenham, and we'd go for three, four, five weeks just to try it out, and we'd slowly drift away because we didn't feel part of it. We felt on the outside. We'd walk in, we'd say hello to people, and we'd walk out. Um, so we really struggled. And gradually, as sort of Roe would say, we just drifted. Um, I took on um, doing shift work because I got paid more. Um, and we needed the money in purchasing a flat. Um, my wife had then finished university and had got a job in local press, which was working a certain amount of shift hours. So we would go weeks sometimes without really seeing each other and actually being able to get to church together. So we just gradually drifted away. It was easier on a Sunday not to bother. Um, the only thing I would say is when I used to go and visit my brother, I'd get dragged along to church. It was almost, well, you come to church with us, um, which was really useful in the long run. But as we drifted away... Um, our marriage broke, uh, broke up and we got divorced. And I, it was the first time, I suppose, in my life that something had really gone wrong in that scale. And I didn't know where to turn. I hadn't got any, I wasn't going to a church. I hadn't got Christian people to turn to in that sense. And I was struggling. And by chance, I went into see the GP about, I think, it was a fairly routine visit. I think I wasn't sleeping very well, so I was asking if I could get some medication for sleeping. And probably totally um, wrongly, she just, it was the right thing to say, she took the, the, the guts to turn around and say, what you need to do is to forgive God for your divorce. Now, I don't think GPs would normally say that sort of thing. Um, and then we got into the discussion of, well, 
why aren't you going to church? If you believe in God, why aren't you going to church? And I sort of went through all the reasons. We've gone to this and we've gone to that. She said, well, if you come to St. Stephen's on Sunday, I'll start introducing you to people, which she did. And within about a month of that, I was helping, I'd been asked to join the um, St. Stephen's youth ministry team. It was a large youth ministry team. Something, you know, I was one of 12 leaders under a youth, uh, full-time youth worker. Um, so it wasn't necessarily the need to be there all the time. We didn't have to do every particular um, service. But actually, I just fell back into that habit of doing every service. Um, and I just think, looking back, I do have an identity where I need to be busy doing things. I'd like to try and say I'm trying to let go of things. And I, let, and I can go through periods when I let go of things. But ultimately, I like being involved in what's going on. I like being busy. Um, so that's where I sort of think there's a lot in what Roe was saying about, you know, drifting away and not being busy. And I think the two, to me, go hand in hand. But at that time, as soon as I started going back, or I started going to St. Stephen's, going back to church, I just resolved in myself, and I can remember it being a conscious decision to say, I don't want this to happen in my life again. What I've got to do is to commit to going to church. It sounds simple. Actually quite difficult to do, though. Some of the things come up on a Sunday morning, the sport or the sports on Sunday afternoon, so you want to leave church early or be away from church early so you can go and play cricket in the summer. Or, you know, There are things that are trying to drag you away. But I said, no, I'm going to prioritise church. I'm going to make sure I give up some of those things so that I am at church. And I think what I've understood is you meet people. It might only be a two or three-minute conversation with lots of different people. But actually those relationships and those conversations are really important what I'd found is I'd missed them I didn't know people I wasn't getting to know people and it, it I think it's important to get to know people and to get to know people who are in our church we have to be there not just turn up in a spasmodic type way the more you're there the more you'll get to know people and the more you feel included so that's what I resolved to do and I think sometimes you know, things don't always work out. I, I'll be honest here. Probably um, about three, four years ago now, I was sitting here and I think I said, it might have even been to Shirley, I don't want to be in this church. I don't know why I'm here. I was there because I'd made that commitment that I would be. And Jenny will tell you, there were several Sundays in a row where I said, do I really want to go? Do I not want to go? And to be honest... It was because the kids were coming and Jenny was coming, I came. I found it really difficult to worship. I was struggling. I just, I don't know, I just felt pushed out, not needed. Um, I, I can't explain. Uh, I just had that feeling. Then went to New Wine a few weeks later. Um, there was a word given. Um, it was about Gideon, a mighty man of valour. And that always seems to be something that's been spoken over me, that Gideon, mighty man of valour. And so I went forward for prayer. Um, someone said something to me and started prophesying over me. And I almost started laughing because I thought, that's ridiculous. 
um, had a conversation, we prayed again. Went back to sit down and suddenly I could worship again. I was free in my worship and I came back a different person after that summer that God had broken and worked through. He'd created that. But part of it was out of, I kept going because I'd made that commitment to be in church, to be part of a fellowship. So that's really the bit of the testimony I want to be. And I am trying not to try and be so busy. You know, it's just in my nature, I think it is in a lot of men, I would you know, want to do things. Um, to a certain extent, it's been helped. My health hasn't been um, that brilliant. As a number of people know, I've got two sort of chronic illnesses that are not going to go away. They don't affect me too much, but they stop me doing a lot of physical activity that I used to do. So I've had to cut back. I've had to learn that. Um, The other thing that I, and I haven't got this in my notes, but it's come out of men's ministry and I've sort of alluded it to it earlier. I've found that over the last year, because of the way we've been talking and the way we've been sharing things, um, I've learned to be much more vulnerable, much more vulnerable than I've ever been in my, my life before. And I've noticed the blessing from that. And I think that's true of all the men's ministry. We are sharing things on a much deeper level. Um, and I think it's going to cause some of us problems. I've noticed one or two people going through, friends that are going through really difficult times at the moment because they're being attacked, because they're sharing much more. So I think that's something that we need to be aware of. But I've just learned so much more about prayer. I've never felt that I'm particularly good at prayer, especially for me personally. I'm happy to pray for anyone else, but actually when it comes to my own prayer life, I find it really difficult. But being able to share, I'm getting the prayer that I need. So those were the things that I want to say. We're about to go on to a song of meditation. It's the Lord's Prayer. And it just struck me that in the same way that I made a resolution to be at church, when I was, I think I was taught the Lord's Prayer when I was at nursery school. We had to learn, learn it to be able to say it. But actually, when I do pray, if I don't know what to pray... I end up with the Lord's Prayer. You can't get a much better prayer. So I just think we need to take time when we sing and listen to the song to actually meditate on the words and then Matt will take over. For more information about St Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviorsunbury.org.uk.